This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bills with the news, the headlines. Presently on a Far East tour, which also took him to Japan, Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today visiting the Republic of Singapore. Government in Bucharest will today hold talks on the final draft laws on education to be submitted for Parliament approval. And Italian electricity and gas provider Enel has today announced the transfer of its operations in Romania towards Public Power Corp, PPC of Greece. Presently on a Far East tour, which also took him to Japan, Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today paying a two-day visit to the Republic of Singapore. Boosting cooperation in fields such as education, research, food safety, fighting climate change and green transition are high on his agenda. Romania is the third biggest EU provider of IT services to Singapore and Bucharest is interested in boosting this cooperation through fresh bilateral projects. Romania's interest in attracting Singaporean investment will also be promoted. President Klaus Johannes is expected to underline Romania's contribution to global food safety and the potential of the Romanian Black Sea and Danube ports in connecting to Central Europe. Government in Bucharest will today hold talks on the final draft laws on education to be submitted for Parliament approval. The government believes that the laws, which have sparked off heated debates, will significantly curb school dropout, improve the country's education system and allow the young people to adjust to the labour market requirements. However, the opposition has lashed out at the latest amendments announced by Field Minister Ligia Deca, describing the bill as faulty, superficially made and prone to creating imbalances. The bills have also been criticised by all those involved in the educational process, students, teachers and parents. Italian electricity and gas provider Enel has today announced a transfer of its operations in Romania towards Public Power Corps, PPC of Greece. In exchange for 1.26 billion euros, as part of a plan focusing on green energy production and cutting debts. Enel has made public its intention to focus on countries with growth potential like Italy, Spain, the United States, Brazil, Chile and Colombia.
The NLPPC deal is expected to complete in the third quarter of this year. The Italian group has been a major player on Romania's energy market since 2005 and currently boasts 3 million customers in three major regions of this country. Defence ministers from EU member countries on Wednesday convened in Stockholm for talks over a 2 billion euro plan of providing howitzer shells to Ukraine so that it may become able to properly fight Russia. A final decision on the aforementioned project is expected during a similar conference due on March the 20th. According to press agencies, Ukraine has cautioned that the quantity is not enough to make the difference in the war against Russia. Ukraine's Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov, who also attended a conference in Stockholm, says that Ukraine needs at least 1,155mm artillery shells, which would cost 4 billion euros, at least double, than the plan presented in Stockholm. The total EU support for Ukraine presently stands at 12 billion euros. The number of COVID-19 infections is on the rise in Romania and according to the latest reports, the figures doubled last week as compared to February. Physicians believe though that the present situation should not create concern, whereas experts say that the real number of infections could be higher than officially announced. At the same time, the number of respiratory infections is dropping under 100,000 cases confirmed in late February. And now to end the news bulletin, here is a reminder of the main stories. Presently on a Far East tour, which also took him to Japan, Romanian President Klaus Johannes is today visiting the Republic of Singapore. Government in Bucharest will today hold talks on the final draft laws on education to be submitted for Parliament approval. And Italian electricity and gas provider Enel has today announced the transfer of its operations in Romania towards Public Power Core PPC of Greece. And that was the news from Radio Romania International broadcasting from Bucharest. Women in public life, including journalists, human rights activists and women in politics, are particularly targeted by intimidation, hate speech and sexual harassment. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more on the topic in this commentary written by Corina Criste. The rise in intimidation, harassment and hate speech against women and girls, including online, requires immediate and firm action, reads a joint statement signed by over 20 embassies and the representative office of the European Commission on March the 8th, the International Women's Day. We celebrate the achievements regarding substantive gender equality and the progress accomplished so far in securing the rights of women and girls all over the globe. At the same time, we must acknowledge that much remains to be done until women and girls can fully exercise their human rights, the statement reads. 
According to the document, ensuring women's full, equal, effective and meaningful participation in all spheres of public and private life, including their political representation and leadership in decision-making processes, is essential to achieving gender equality. The signatories also emphasize that women and girls have the right to live free from violence and discrimination. However, violence against women and girls is the most common human rights violation, as almost one in three women has experienced at least once in her life physical or and sexual violence, a fact unchanged for over a decade. Access to comprehensive support services and to justice for victims and survivors of sexual and gender-based violence has to be ensured, they argue. The fact that women are not adequately represented in national parliaments and governments, including in Romania, is not good for democracy. The European Commissioner for Equality, Helena Dali, said in her turn. Earlier this week, she was on an official visit to Bucharest to attend a conference on empowering women in Romania. As the EU official put it, all women must have financial and economic independence. We must recognize and appreciate the work and contribution of women, and we must give them the tools to achieve balance between their personal and professional lives, she added. Helena Dali also pointed out that in Romania, 46% of women, as against only 25% of men, are the primary caregivers to children, elders or disabled members of their families. A fair sharing of responsibilities would help men and women to have equal opportunities to work without sacrificing their family life, the EU Commissioner explained, while also saying that women currently earn an average 30% less per hour than men. She also discussed the high teenage pregnancy rate in Romania, which propagates poverty, and the discrimination against Roma people, both in terms of gender and ethnicity. The EU official described the situation in which Roma live in many communities in the European Union as scandalous and unacceptable. She also mentioned the violation of the rights of people in the LGBTIQ community is contrary to the spirit of the European Union and warned that EU funding should not reach the local authorities in areas where these people are excluded. Romania and Japan will further develop economic bilateral relations. I am Vlad Palku with a report by Leila Kamil. Earlier this week, Romania's President Klaus Johannes signed in Japan the strategic partnership between Romania and Japan. From now on, the two countries are expected to further develop economic relations and boost cooperation in such fields as energy, research and investment. The decision to create this partnership was taken five years ago as part of talks held in Bucharest between President Johannes and Japan's Prime Minister at the time, Shinzo Abe. This is Romania's second strategic partnership with an Asian state after South Korea. According to the presidency, Romania wants to capitalize on Japan's status as a major innovative global economy and one of the world's top investors. 
There are 397 enterprises with Japanese capital in Romania, currently accounting for over 40,000 jobs. The growth potential is significant, including in fields with a high degree of innovation, such as the development of small modular reactors jointly with the United States, producing and distributing green hydrogen, producing high-power optics, state-of-the-art infrastructure or finalizing the M6 subway line in Bucharest. Japan is Romania's biggest investor from Asia. We also want to see a substantial increase in Japanese investments in our country. We appreciate the constructive approach of Japanese companies operating on the Romanian market with the observation of sustainability principles, the Romanian president said after signing the document. Klaus Johannes also said that the contribution of Japanese companies to complex infrastructure projects, such as the construction of the Danube River suspension bridge in Breila, southern Romania, is a good example in this respect. The bridge is the largest of its kind in Romania and the third longest in the EU. We encourage Japan to continue to get involved in connectivity projects that are relevant not just to Romania, but to neighboring states as well, President Johannes added. In turn, Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said that Japan is eager to work with Romania as strategic partners to further cooperation in various fields, including security, economy, science, technology and culture. As part of his visit to Japan, President Klaus Johannes also visited Kyoto, where he met with the local authorities. I hope Kyoto will soon be able to sign a twinning agreement with a town in Romania in order to capitalize on the untapped human and economic potential of our communities, the Romanian official said. And that has wrapped up our newscast. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to DJ Project featuring Lydia Buble and their song Your Eyes. Nu știu ce-am făcut, dar cred că la tine e o liniște vie Și nu mi s-a părut chiar de la început Nu să te las de mână, îmbrățișați ca fortuna Alunși toți nori, cu soarele în ochii tăi Fair. Noi n-am știut, dar am simțit 
Traveler's Guide Hello and welcome to our travel feature. I am Kalinka Tsoyum. Today we stop over in the center of Romania on the southeastern slope of the Piatra Craiului mountain at an altitude of 1244 meters where we can discover the first tourist village in Romania, Shitna. Here we can enjoy a fairy tale landscape and we can discover an isolated and sprawling village where we can relax or go exploring the marked trails around. This is a special experience which you can enjoy with Ewigento Tulka, certified guide and activity coordinator with the tourism organization. Along with the other six villages between the Bucej Massif and Piatra Craiuli, Shirna lies within Vran country, as we were told by Eugen. In the year 1972, upon the initiative of Professor Nicolae Fruntes, in collaboration with the Romanian Academy, there was a project to promote villages and traditions in Romania, and Shidna was picked for it as well. Since this initiative started, it has been the only tourist village in Romania. It stayed that way, and we are very proud. The biggest resource and wealth of the village is its inhabitants, who are extraordinary people, accustomed to hardship, who appreciate and welcome tourists who come to our area to get to know them. The tourist objectives here are also very generous. The village of Shirna before World War I was on the border between the Austro-Hungarian Empire and Wallachia. Here you can visit the Border Guard Road, where you can still see the border stones between the two former countries. This was the place in which Romania started World War I. Here we saw the first cannon shots and the first casualties that Romania suffered in order to liberate Transylvania. For the last few years, Eugen, together with the villagers, set up a center for tourism as an interface between the tourists and the village and its people. 
There, they organize trips and guided tours. We can do simple reconnaissance trips, strolls through the forests, the hills, and the groves underneath Piatra Craiului. In the summer, we have botanical tours, during which we pick plants and tell their stories, talking about the therapeutic values of each of them. We also have electric bike circuits. We have a fleet of 30 to 40 electric bikes that tourists ride, along with a guide. The guides live here. We also have a travel center where we can organize both forest lessons in horse riding, as well as horse rides on the surrounding hills. At the same time, we have a tourist information center. Here, we receive the tourists and offer them information and the stories about the place so that they can start feeling at home. A mere 17 kilometers away from Shidna, we find the famous Bran Castle. This is a 14th century fortress open to the public, very popular with tourists. They can discover here a monument that has aged exceptionally well, built on a crag about 40 meters above the ground line. The building has four levels, has four towers, and its special feature is a total lack of symmetry. The castle is extremely detailed and convoluted, with a series of small rooms, towers and hallways, and many associated with the Dracula myth. However, Shirna has plenty of other activities to pick from, so that the trip should be longer in order to cover them all, along with all the tourist objectives around. Every weekend we propose an event to cover outdoor activities, hiking, e-bike, horse riding, as well as the current seasonal activities of the village. During a weekend, we can visit a traditional household, helping with the work specific to that time of the year. In addition, we have strictly touristy activities, such as an e-bike circuit or horse strolls. Then in the evening, we have a dinner with traditional food to make the experience complete, in order to get to know the people and food of the village. The traditions are best carried forward from generation to generation by craftsmen. With their crafts, they are keeping alive traditional legends, symbols and motifs. We asked tourist guide Eugento Tulke if we can still find craftsmen in Shirna. Fortunately, they are still here, but they are fewer and fewer because many have aged and traditions are harder to pass down. However, we can still talk about crafts specific to the area, which are still being practiced, even if mostly by older people. We still have a woodworker who makes wooden pitchforks and rakes and shingles for roofs. We also have a lady who receives visitors who want to see how carpets are woven in a loom. The most convenient way of visiting this destination is to contact a tourist agency which can offer a complete package. The village is only 45 kilometers away from the nearest airport. This has been Traveler's Guide.
Coming up next. Generation 3.0. Welcome, I'm Elena Enake. Firekeeper and Reaching for the Holy Grail are the works of the Romanian painter Khaled Matar, awarded with an honorable mention in 2022 at the International Arc Salon competition organized by the Art Renewal Center in the American state of New Jersey. Due to this competition, images of his paintings will reach the moon in 2024 with the help of NASA, being included in the fourth Polaris collection of the Lunar Codex project. Also called the Time Machine or the Museum on the Moon, the Lunar Codex is an archive of works of art, but also of books, music, plays or films, the result of the work of more than 30,000 creators from more than 150 countries. Khaled Matar I feel honored to be part of this project. It seems extraordinary and almost unreal that two of my works will reach the moon. They'll get there digitally, there'll be stores on some kind of memory card, and they'll also be engraved on some nickel microfiles. Khaled Matar has won many awards over time. The first one was awarded to him when he was only in third grade in his native city of Yash at the Childhood Colors competition. In 2021, he won an honorable mention at the Portrait Society of America and also won a summer scholarship in Italy at the Florence Academy of Art. In 2022, he won the second prize and another scholarship offered by the Art Renewal Center in the United States. He received one of his most important awards in 2019 when he came out third place at the International Arc Salon competition, the Da Vinci Initiative category for the self-portrait I ripped the key from around my neck, Khaled Matar. That was the moment I knew that that was the path I wanted to follow. Winning that award, seeing that I was appreciated, made me very ambitious. It was also the fact that I was in Barcelona at the award ceremony venued by the European Museum of Art. Being there with all other artists was wonderful. After graduating from the Octave Bancilla National College of Art in Yash, Khaled Matar chose to study in Sweden at the Swedish Academy of Realist Art. During this time, he also obtained a summer scholarship in Italy at the Florence Academy of Art. He exhibited in Bucharest at the Rottenberg Uzunov Gallery under the title Call to Adventure, after which he returned to Florence to begin a full cycle of studies at the Florence Academy of Art. Khaled Matar. To be honest, I'm very happy to be here because, for example, the Florence Academy of Art has very high standards and studying here you have to raise your standards as well in order to evolve. It's great to be in a city so full of culture and history. This is the place where I feel I have grown a lot in terms of art. It's one of the places where I feel somehow surrounded by my masters, going to museums and seeing works by Da Vinci, Michelangelo and many others. And that has been Generation 3.0.
next in this program sports welcome everyone to sports flash at the microphone vlad palku the romanian men's basketball team ubt cluj napoca on wednesday won 87 to 83 against bursaspor of turkey at home in a match counting towards euro cup group a the Romanian champions have thus grabbed their fifth win in the competition and hold mathematical chances of advancing to the round of 16. The top scorers for UBT were Jalen Jones of the United States with 14 points and 8 rebounds, Leonardo Mendel of Brazil with 13 points and 8 rebounds and 4 assists, as well as American-born Romanian player Patrick Richard with 14 points. In the next round, UBT will take on Juventud Badalonia of Spain on March 14th. UBT is ranked 9th in the group tables. The top 8 teams will advance to the next phase. We move on to news from handball. The Romanian men's team on Wednesday lost 28-26 to to the Faroe Islands away from home in a match counting towards the 2024 European Championship preliminary group 4. Romania was behind most of the game, putting on a poor display of handball. The hosts had a six-goal advantage at half-time, 15-9. In the second half, Romania upped its game, but the Faroe Islands eventually won the match. Romania is ranked second in the group standings after Austria, although ahead of Ukraine and the Faroe Islands. In the next round this Saturday, Romania will play the Faroe Islands again, this time in Bucharest. The top two teams in each of the eight groups will advance directly to the final tournament, along with the four best third-place teams in all the groups. The Men's European Championship will take place over January 10th, 28th, 2024, in Germany. And we go out with news from tennis. Romanian player Irina Begu lost to Linda Noskova of the Czech Republic 7-6-7-1 on Wednesday in the first round at Indian Wells, a tournament offering 8.8 .8 million US dollars this year in prize money. Ranked 38th in the women's singles, Begu thus sustained her fourth consecutive defeat. In the Indian Wells doubles, Monica Niculescu paired up with Alicia Rosolska of Poland, while Gabriela Ruse will play alongside Marta Kostiuk of Ukraine. And this has been all in Sports Flash. Our sports items are available at ri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Coming up next in the program, here is Music of Romania, I'm Eugen Nasta. Maramurish is a still-rich ethno-folkloric region in northwestern Romania. To this day, Maramurish has remained the native region of a great many talented traditional music vocalists and instrumentalists who took the beauty of their traditional songs and tunes everywhere around the world. Nicolae Sabo is one of the most accomplished vocalists in Maramurish, we begin Music of Romania today with a very beautiful song from his repertoire. 
povesti vorbi, Am văzut că pe aici au trecut mai dorule. Ba eu mândrat am văzut că pe aici au trecut mai dorule. Tot plângea și suspinam, apa mi se turbura. From the legendary Wash country, the famous Stefan and Jon Petreus bring you a song praising the pride of being born in Wash. Și 
The late Gheorghe Palcu is another famous native of Maramureș. He had an exceptional voice, a rich repertoire, and an impressive output as a traditional music vocalist. Coming up next in the program, here is a rare recording of a traditional dance song dated 1970. Performing is Gheorghe Palcu. Titiana Mihali is another famous traditional music vocalist from Maramures. Titiana died an untimely death at the age of 41. However, her repertoire is rich and she took the beauty of the Maramures song abroad, in Europe and in the East. We end music of Romania with a fine song from Titiana Mihali's repertoire.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. This is Daniel Bills at the microphone with a new installment in our weekly feature in the spotlight, which as usual brings you highlights in Romania's international life, its exchanges and partnerships with various entities from abroad. In today's edition, we are going to have a look at the latest steps authorities in Romania have taken to fight cervical cancer. Stay tuned. In a first for Romania, the HPV vaccine, which prevents the development of cervical cancer, could be subsidized for all women with ages between 18 and 45. The announcement was made by the country's health minister, Alexandru Rafila, during a roundtable talk entitled Fighting Cervical Cancer, held by the US Embassy in Bucharest in early March. Taking the floor during the event, the U.S. Ambassador to Romania, Her Excellency Kathleen Kavalek, said that early March brings a focus to women in our lives and it encourages us to think about our health, probably the greatest gift that we all have. Thank you for joining us here today. My embassy team and I are very pleased to host this roundtable on uh, what is clearly a very necessary and critical conversation uh, within both the medical and social sectors. In a prior such roundtable, participants have office often commented it's a rare opportunity to gather and share ideas and inspiration and even frustrations, given all the obligations uh, that we all have in our daily lives. So early March, as we said, uh, brings uh, a focus to women uh, in our lives, uh, mothers, daughters, uh, spouses, sisters, friends, all of us. And it encourages us to think also about our health, uh, 
probably the greatest gift that we all have. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden reignited a cancer moonshot with an ambitious and achievable goal, reducing the death rate from cancer by at least 50% within the next 25 years. Here is again at the microphone the U.S. ambassador in Bucharest. In 2022, President Biden uh, and First Lady Jill Biden reignited the cancer moonshot with an ambitious and achievable uh, goal, reducing the death rate from cancer by at least 50% within the next 25 years, improving the experiences of people and families currency, currently living with and surviving cancer and ending cancer as we know it today. As part of the cancer moonshot, the Department of Health and Human Services uh, is committed to accelerating efforts to nearly eliminate cervical cancer through screening and HPV vaccination, with a particular focus on reaching people who are most at risk. For the United States, Romania is an incredible ally and friend. And friends, of course, wish only for the best for one another. Here is again at the microphone the U.S. Ambassador to Romania, Kathleen Kavalek, speaking during the Fighting Cervical Cancer Roundtable in Bucharest. The United States knows that we have uh, in Romania an incredible ally and friend. And friends, of course, only wish the best for each other. Thus, I was pained recently when I uh, learned that Romania's cancer mortality is far above the EU average uh, and that it has increased for six cancer types since uh, 2000. Moreover, the incidences of cervical cancer in this nation and mortality therefrom are the highest in the EU. So uh, timely and well-funded screening programs such as the HPV awareness efforts can help this uh, as can vaccination campaigns. Uh, it's my understanding that despite um, the best efforts of the government, our rates of HPV vaccination remain uh, low here and that young women and those with weakened immune systems are uh, un unnecessarily uh, at risk. And I realize uh, that uh, it's a challenging environment these days with uh, the disinformation that's circulating about vaccination uh, but uh, I think this means that we have to redouble our efforts. According to Ambassador Kavalek, no person, no entity and no sector can handle a challenge alone. And in forums such as this one, we see what synergy among the private sector, the public sector and civil society can generate. I commend all of you for caring uh, and for convening and for having the conversation needed to try to remedy the situation. Uh, no person, no entity, and no sector can handle a challenge alone. And in forums such as this one, we see uh, what Synergy can do among the private sector, the public sector, and civil society. The dedication and caring of organizations such as uh, Fundacia Renasteria are self-evident uh, as they are critical uh, for community health. We applaud all of you for what you do for your country in this regard. Uh, you're building a stronger and healthier Romania, and your efforts on behalf of women and the young will continue to benefit everyone for decades to come. I know you also do the Race for the Cure, so uh, I've uh, done that uh, recently in Bosnia, and I hope uh, I'll have a chance to participate in that as well here. 
The U.S. ambassador in Bucharest explained to the participants in the aforementioned roundtable that there is no substitute for the expertise that some companies can bring to communities throughout Romania. Likewise, there's no substitute for expertise uh, that the companies, uh, such as MSD, can bring to communities throughout Romania, ensuring readily available cervical cancer screening, availability of HPV vaccination, and the information needed to remove the fear and stigma and uncertainty is critically important. Uh, I hope your efforts and information on display and shared here today uh, will help fill the remaining gaps uh, in both access and information. Uh, private sector commitment has been pivotal to delivering uh, outcomes, and I commend MSD for its efforts and for making women's health a long-term priority. The U.S. ambassador concluded her speech during the Fighting Cervical Cancer Roundtable by saying that the moonshot idea is something we can all get behind, and hopefully will take us forward both in the United States, in Romania and everywhere in the world. I would be remiss uh, today if I uh, did not acknowledge the dedication of the public sector uh, as well. Uh, Minister of Health Rafila, uh, your dedication to your uh, national well-being is admirable and uh, appreciated, I think, by everyone. Um, from the public health professionals and medical staff to NGO representatives, um, who make their mission to advocate for women's health to the public leadership uh, with us here today who can readily uh, reach Romanian women. You're all equally important stakeholders and you uh, all can and are making a positive difference. So thank you so much for what you do. Before I close, let me just say, um, you know, cancer touches all of us. Uh, I lost my mother last year uh, to cancer. Uh, so I know many of us have uh, family members uh, who have suffered or even um, uh, passed away uh, from cancer. So I think uh, the moonshot idea is something that we can all get behind and hopefully uh, will uh, take us forward uh, both in the United States and Romania and everywhere. Um, so let me close by wishing you uh, every success uh, and uh, remind all that listening uh, listening that prevention, like any other healthcare expenditure, uh, is not uh, should not be seen as a cost, but actually it's investment uh, and a way to save costs uh, later on, uh, and give us a, a more uh, robust and thriving uh, nation and people. So um, thank you for being here again today. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Uh, and I look forward to uh, the conference and to collaborating in the future. The U.S. Ambassador to Romania, Her Excellency Kathleen Kavalek, wraps up today's edition of our weekly feature in the spotlight. Until next time, from me, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye and good listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. To end this broadcast, let's listen to Maria Paunescu with a song called Old Oak Tree. 
She's accompanied by the Chocolia Folk Ensemble, which recently celebrated its 75th anniversary. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>